we're all sitting here wondering, how's a guy as smart and savvy and observant as Tom Brady ever become a career backup? What was that? This is the show that replays the shoulda beens, coulda beens, and great what ifs in sports. This is Replay the Down. What if Drew Bledsoe never got hurt? Would Tom Brady still be the GOAT? Or would we have never heard of him? That's today's topic. This is Replay the Down. I'm your host, Tyler Wessel. I'm here with my friends, Jason Delarusso. Hey, what's up? And Nathan Adams. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Before we get to that, let's talk about some current events in our opening segment. Instant Replay. If you want to head directly to today's topic, just jump ahead to a little after the 15-minute mark, and we'll see you there. Let's talk a little baseball for once. Aaron Judge is on a tear, currently sitting at 59 home runs at the time of this recording. And my question, guys, is if he breaks Roger Maris's record of 61, which a lot of people still consider the record, do we consider him the new home run king over Bonds, McGuire, and Sosa, even though they have higher numbers potentially? No? No. No. Okay. No. <laughs> All right, you I'll just the... take the opposite perspective. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, he'll be the record in the American League, right? That will be the American League record, but for all of baseball, no. Um, and I would say, yeah. uh, who knows what people were or weren't putting in their bodies throughout all of history. And MLB, yeah. I think the argument, right, was pretty aware of what was happening in the 90s um, and in the early 2000s with Bonds and McGuire and Sosa and kind of looked the other way and took... And it was good for business, if you will. No, no, like, yeah, no. And and I think that's to me that's the frustrating thing is like that home run race was that ninety eight that McGuire and and Sosa like that was so exciting to watch. Like you turned into baseball every night. Absolutely. Um, I was in I, I was in middle school then, and it was so exciting to watch. And baseball, it saved baseball. And now they have completely thrown all those guys. Let's not even talk about Barry Bonds. Like, I don't even care about him at the moment but like the way they've just thrown mcguire and sammy sosa under the bus when they probably saved the league with the excitement of that season because they've been coaching though haven't they i mean they're back on the coaching both mcguire and i'm talking about from like a hall of fame perspective okay. uh, you know yeah I you mean, know who knows if they'll ever get in yeah, yeah but i think why not just put an asterisk on the entire steroid era like we don't know who did it we don't you know who did steroids we don't know who didn't do steroids we know they were prevalent so we're just gonna say we're gonna put people in and say this whole era just fyi there's a little asterisk like it may not have all been honest but it's part of the game and and whatnot because i think i mean you look at like the astros with with their scandal a few years ago like they didn't get their what title the astros away. Didn't are, are, bang trash can yes oh yeah we'll do that episode <laughs> for sure yeah uh, but i think um I think it's a shame the way they've they've thrown those guys under the bus, and I agree. Like I think they're home run kings. It's great to see Aaron Judge doing this. Uh, he's one of the the it bright is, stars yeah. in MLB right now. Well, but so you'll consider him the champ, I mean, the home run king. That's what you're saying, though. You're gonna no, no, no make no, an I, argument. No, for that? I don't. I I can make the argument if you're gonna, if you're not gonna put those guys in the Hall of Fame, you might as well just wipe their records as well to me because they are absolutely deserving to be in the Hall of Fame. It's the 100%. Hall of Fame. They were famous. 100%. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you know, it leads, I, I believe personally 
that, you know, I, I, I'm okay with steroids. If they want to pump that into their body and go out there and perform greatness in front of my eyes and they're willing to risk that they for us. They broke the rules, though, right, Jason. Go do it. Why is it a rule? That's, that's Whoa, my thing. If you're yeah. willing to put your body through it and you're willing to do it, there's other things you can do that are legal and can have performance-enhancing effects. I mean, steroids, again, you, it's not a magic serum. You still have to work out. You still have to hit the ball in this case. Yeah. So for me, I'm okay. I, I will not consider that the new home run king. I was okay when McGuire and Sosa and Bonds and all them allegedly were taking steroids and everybody else at MLB. And I'm still okay with it to this day. And I, I, they will always be, to me, uh, the home run champs. Yeah, I wonder if we're a generation of, you know, is it baseball writers that vote for the Hall of Fame, right? That a generation yeah. passes. Well, I guess there's, my guess is there's going to find, we're going to find a way in 10 or 20 years to get some of these folks. I, I sure the hope Hall so. Um, you know, special election, a special. Like a commissioner's, yeah. a commissioner's choice or something. I mean, look, guys, what does steroids do? What does steroids do? It, it, it you know, allegedly, <laughs> steroids you know, can allow you to get stronger and it will allow you to basically hit the ball further if you're injecting it and lifting weights at the same time. But at the same time, you've got to see the ball coming down. Still have to be able to to time it just right and hit it. I mean, and that's a tough proposition to hit it at just the right moment and then have the strength on top of it to get it over and out. I think the argument, I I think, I think the argument is what about the guys that follow the rules? They didn't use it. Yeah. Oh, they well, still they still had to too bad. <laughs> they still had to hit the ball, right? Like and they followed yep. what their current rules were. And that, that's usually what I always come down on the side of is like I, if if the rules are the rules and follow the rules and so forth and so on. But I think with with this particular idea of the home one king, like I, I think then you get into, you're really getting into the argument or the conversation around like why did do we, why do, I don't want to say we, because I'm not sure that this group does, but why do people care so much about the numbers in baseball versus the numbers in other sports? Why is it so important? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, I, I think it's what tradition. you said, Tyler, the idea of Aaron Judge is getting ready to hit, you know, 60 home runs, 61, 60, that's just hard to do. Like, can we just marvel at, like, whoa, yeah. that's pretty amazing that you're doing that. What does it matter? I, I mean, if we want to say no one's ever done that before or only these many, like, I don't know. I think that's the part of the baseball, you know, persona of well, this number is so holy. It's not holy. Like, come on. But I don't think it's just baseball, Nate. Everybody wants to see the greatest. And so they're always trying to look for a moment that they can point to and say, we're watching history and the greatest. Yeah. But I'm right. I'm with you. I think everybody should just enjoy for what it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's who's averaged the most points ever in, in a season in the NBA? Like, we don't know. Come on, tell. like, yeah, like, <laughs> or who who has the current? Is it Brady now with the most passing yards? We, they keep Huey and Breeze. I think we're going back and forth for a while, right? Like, and nobody, yep, like they celebrate it, and those guys probably care, but do we care? Like, I don't think so. Like, so I'm not. I don't have a tracker, Nate. I really don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not looking at it every game. <laughs> well, there we're looking at this, but yeah. So before we move on, though, what about Albert Pujols? What about his great record that he's getting ready to approach and what he's doing throughout his career? I think he's close to 700 home runs. Oh, 
Hey, hooray for pool holes. That was <laughs> that's, great. That's right. 700 will be amazing. That's the monument, monumental achievement. Can we say that he was super clean at the beginning of his career? I have no idea. So, but at this moment, congratulations. It sounds like you, you're not concerned whether or not anybody was clean for that matter. Nope. Don't care. <laughs> Do you care now? <laughs> don't care. Does it matter nope, now? Still don't no. care. I, I mean, not to me. I mean, in any sport, if you know, I mean, I can't attest to anybody, any athlete in any sport, say they're hundred percent clean in what they're doing. I can't, I'm not there with them day in and day out. So if I can't do it for everyone and you can't attest to it. And who says what is I'm clean okay and what it. is not clean would be part of that. Yeah. I think exactly. You know, I wonder from a, uh, I'm a runner for those that don't know that. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not anywhere professional by any means, but I do wonder especially in, a, in, in track and field where doping is pretty common. You know, if you're the other athlete who's following the rules or not following the rules, like, does it make a difference? Like, would your perspective change at all, Jason, if you were one of those athletes that was following the rules, well, but you had somebody in the next lane who wasn't, and they beat you every time? How about the shoe controversy from how many years ago was that? The shoe con- controversy that was shaving time off the certain yep. shoe. Do you guys remember that? Absolutely. And they banned those shoes. Yeah, but so then you're saying like, put so the shoe I mean, back on. Again. Who cares? <laughs> the rule says. It was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> no, no. I watched but I'm saying then. you're I was saying. Like, wow, that's amazing. You're saying that even though they've been banned, <laughs> if the person in lane two had them on and won, you'd be like, sure, no problem. It's all good. Even They'll though, get you another sponsor. <laughs> even person though in lane lost. one. <laughs> that's right. All right let's talk nfl it's been two weeks so let's do a little early overreaction what is your biggest surprise good or bad through week two uh biggest surprise eagles recency bias watched them last night you watched them Uh, shellac my vikings last night yes sorry about that (laughs) Yeah, you were just telling me, I think the night before, that you were couldn't wait to see if they were for real or not. Your oh, Vikings. I could wait. I can say. I could wait. <laughs> In hindsight, I could wait. I can say this. Jalen Hurts? Wow. Amazing. I mean, that that was a quite a game. So, Eagles, though, surprising. Detroit's offense is also surprising for me. They got a great offense. Their run game is on point. Um, not surprising. My Panthers, Matt Rule, should be fired. Uh, 0-2, so... That's that's where I'm at with the NFL right now. Okay. It's got to be the Maybe. Bengals, right? Like they haven't won. Is that the Super Bowl hangover? It's a Super Bowl. It's a Super Bowl loser about? curse, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Zero yeah. and two. Poor Joe Burrow mm. can't can't stay on his feet. Trying to come back from that injury, um, and they don't look particularly competitive so far. Like um, that, it's yeah. just not at all. Yeah. Like that's the surprising part to me. I think even more than the zero and two. I mean, two. they're not going to have Joe Burrow soon. Yeah, if they continue to protect them that way. How about you, Tyler? What do you think? I think for me, um, it, it's close. I mean, for one, like, we knew Buffalo was going to be good, but they are yes, destroying they're amazing. really Whoa. good teams. Yes. Ooh, Josh Allen. Woo. Yes. I mean, I mean, maybe the Titans aren't really good, but they were a playoff team last year. I mean, they're division winners. So, uh, but then you see what they did to the Super Bowl Rams, and it's just like they're just killing people. So it's not – I'm not surprised they're good. I'm, I'm surprised, like, how much – they're being killed, but more than that, um, the Miami Dolphins. Like I, they hired their coach, and I thought he was just kind of this. I think a lot of people this this nerd, and man, they've they're fun it's to Shanahan watch tree, so far. Man. And they came yeah. came came down from what three scores to like yeah to Baltimore. two or three 
Tua threw six, six touchdowns, I think. Six. So people are excited I, in South know, Florida. A good Another surprise. Alabama QB. Yeah, Throwing okay. Yeah, no, Alabama. We're not going back to Waddle. Alabama and your yeah. Nick Saban fascination, Jason. But I'm just uh, saying. I think I think yeah, yeah you're talking Jalen Hurts. Jalen talking yeah. Tua. Yeah. 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 So we're no, we're staying off Nick Saban this episode. Find a new person to talk about. <laughs> um and and so speaking of Tua, uh, a lot of like QB stories. Let's wrap up with some QB stories before we get into topic and, and kind of go right into our topic. Trey Lance is out with an injury with Jimmy G coming back to that starting spot. Cooper Rush has won both his starts for the Cowboys over the last year. Hey, uh, you got time for a conspiracy theory real quick? Cooper, no, like, Tom going Brady's back to last Bucks season. <laughs> no, no, what you were saying? no, Trey yes. Lance. Cooper Rush. Yeah. Trey Lance. Year. Let me talk oh, about Trey deep Lance. Dive there on us. All right. <laughs> All right. So let me tell you a little bit about Trey Lance. Did anybody watch the video of his offensive line? Like not helping him up, completely ignoring oh, Trey Lance oh, while he's on there. the ground. Wow. Um, yes, that. The, did anybody see that? And then you saw the video with Garoppolo. And the they were all praising yeah. him, and the whole team got. So did they? Did they? You know, let some people through, get some hits on Trey Lance. That offensive right. line. Do you think that may have led to the injury? We'll, we'll remember the Titans action there. I mean, I, the yep. whole thing with Jimmy G was kind of strange because I didn't. He seemed to perform in important games. Maybe he wasn't consistent, but he was, if it weren't for kind of a, a dumb coaching job I mean, at the end of isn't Super just the Bowl, grass. he's a Super Bowl champ. It's the grass is greener, right, on the other side, right? Yeah. Or the yeah. the person who turns your head when you're in a really great relationship, and yet you're still like, well... And so Trey Lance, <laughs> but, you know, they went for it, and... I'm with you. Like I think Jimmy G got you to the Super Bowl. Jimmy G helped you beat the Packers last year. Yeah, the players seem to agree with you, Nate. I mean, that's what it looked like. The players were all there for Jimmy Garoppolo. They looked ecstatic that he was in there. But Trey Lance was in there. They didn't even help him up off the ground. Poor guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's one of those questions about you look at Tua, you look at uh, a lot. You know, Aaron Rodgers sat for what three years under Brett Favre, yeah. like. Some of these guys, like Burrow, could come in right away, but a lot of these guys have to sit for uh, the game is so fast, and there's so much to learn now. And I mean, we talked we talked about this in the Saban episode, like how many guys, like how much there is to learn. You can't just throw some guys in there and expect results immediately. Some guys you can, and I don't think anyone expected Patrick Mahomes to be Patrick Mahomes. I don't think anyone expected. Uh, Joe Burrow to be good. Well, so the Chiefs probably but, say they do, right? Like we well, know what we're yeah. doing. <laughs> so I, I actually I saw I saw Sean Payton uh, interview with Colin Coward last week, and he was talking about like the Saints were ready to take Patrick Mahomes, and the Chiefs jumped them, and then trade mm. and, and took him. And he because he said this was the, Sean Payton said this was the best quarterback evaluation I've ever seen. Like he is he checks all the boxes, and no one knew they were there at Texas Tech scouting and so they just boarded the plane didn't go out to eat boarded the plane got out of there because they didn't want to wow. know they were there it was a really good interesting interview what, uh, a, what if that could be oh yeah gosh with Sean Payton with following up Drew Brees yeah a little bit well that's a perfect lead in to today's topic which is what if Drew Bledsoe never got hurt you know uh Jason why don't you just give I mean I think most people know what happened, but for maybe some of those younger people that aren't really as familiar, what happened? Why was Drew Bledsoe's uh, injury so significant? Well, Tyler, uh, you know, what happened with Tom Brady is actually astounding. I mean, it really is. I mean, it doesn't happen that often in sports. 
and it happened back in I believe it was September 2001 and that that was the day that I believe I think it was September 2001 yeah, Drew Bledsoe yeah. got hurt yep and you know he was just doing it was innocuous it was I think it was third and ten he scrambles for the first down marker and then he just takes a, a big hit and goes down and you know at that point Tom Brady's career his life changed forever and so did the NFL so you know from that point on you know he would go on to win many Super Bowl rings not only with New England but with Tampa Bay later on go Bucks. So uh, we're going to take a couple different views here on what would have happened if Drew Bledsoe never got hurt. The Optimist Replay. So clearly the GOAT, Tom Brady, would still be the GOAT. That's pretty much where we can start and stop with the conversation. That's right. The go, right? And and I am kind of floored that this is even a conversation, right? That this idea of would Tom Brady still be the greatest quarterback of all time? Would he still be the great? And, and when we compare to Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, or Babe Ruth, or others in other sports, the idea that there would be some key moment uh, in their careers that would have gone differently and they still wouldn't be the, the greatest at what they do. Um, it's kind of like, what are we talking about? But I'll play along because that's what we're doing here at Replay the Down. And of course, Tom Brady would still be the GOAT. He would be the greatest. Look, what would likely happen? Drew Bledsoe doesn't get injured. He finishes the year. That means that Tom Brady is still backing up. Bledsoe, it's not Brady that gets that first Super Bowl ring in New England, but instead it's Bledsoe. I think what would have happened eventually, right? Bledsoe gets traded to Buffalo. So instead of it being... Uh, Bledsoe that gets traded, it's going to be Brady. And I think we have a precedent for that later on down the road with Jimmy G that we've already talked about here today when he was backing up Brady that, you know, Belichick is going to do his best to get assets for that team. I think he would have still seen the talent that Brady had and his work ethic and all that other things that we could talk about and would have found another team uh, for Brady to go to. And I think firmly that the system was not what made Brady and the Patriots successful that Brady makes and continues to make the Patriots successful. What do you guys think? I think uh, Brady, it's part of the system. I mean, I have to you know disagree with you somewhat. I believe some of it is a system. To be fair, I think Bill Belichick is one of the greatest NFL coaches of all time. Because of the great and success he's he had dev- not having Tom Brady as his quarterback? or Man, he was such a hot coach in Cleveland. That's right. Well, you could say both of those things. You can, how many? Okay, so Tom Brady's won one after him. So we'll we'll give Tom Brady uh-huh. that. Jimmy G went to Belichick has won none. The Super Bowl without Belichick. Jimmy G should have won. Jimmy Bledsoe G should have won. Won yeah. without. Not one. Not I thought. No, I'm sorry. Had he been went, to he the, went the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. So yeah. Drew Bledsoe has been yeah. to the Super Bowl without Belichick. Belichick has not been. To a Super Bowl, but how many has he won? Six, one less how than many Super Bowls Tom Brady. Than Tom Brady, and didn't he get to a Super Bowl or you know close? Yeah, it was Super Bowl without Tom Brady, wasn't it? With Drew Bledsoe beforehand, or was the conference he, champion? He wasn't. He, he wasn't, wasn't the coach, coach when no. Bledsoe went to. No, wasn't not, not ninety-seven. No, no. Look, keep bringing it, Jason. No. Keep bringing it. So, what you got? Yeah, no. what you got? <laughs> well, this is the this is the 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 bottom line. 
Lay it down. Bill Belichick has some of the most rings in the history of the NFL. I feel like there's a Nick Saban reference coming in here soon. <laughs> That's the only argument you need. He, how many yeah, championship the Nick Saban rings do you win? Doesn't how matter. many different quarterbacks has Saban you know, won a championship with? But we can look at that later. Well, but. Saban is, a, <clears throat> to me, Saban in college is <laughs> Clear a your throat, another Jason, level. So that we can hear you. <laughs> uh, Bill Belichick okay. is in the NFL. Okay. I'm just saying it's not ca- comparable. Uh, Saban is one of the greatest so, college coaches of all time. I mean, so what would do we think? Do you think so? My my take is that Brady would have gotten traded to another team. It could have been Buffalo, right? The Bears. Yeah, the Bears, right? Grossman. So I think that Belichick, because he is a great coach, like I'm not trying to take that away from him. Like I think I gave him a championship already with Bledsoe as an example. But I think eventually, because he's a great coach, he would have said, "Hey, I've I mean, got this quarterback in Brady." that I can get some draft picks for, right? He got a second round pick with Jimmy G. So at that time, you know, like I think in 2002, the Cardinals took Josh McCown in the third round. I tried to find some other places. The Jags took David Garrard, I think in the following draft. So maybe around, instead of taking, you know, one of those folks, that pick they would have traded away and maybe he goes to Jackson. But can you imagine, oh my goodness, Tom Brady and Jacksonville, Maybe I'm making an argument for the system and the the structure of the franchise, but <laughs> if Brady would have been and could have been the goat, the goat in Jacksonville, oh my goodness! Or Rex Grossman was drafted, I think, in 20, 2003, 2003, uh, in the first round. I'm not sure that the Bears would have given up a first rounder for Brady at that point in his career. But I think, like, but you're no, listing nobody, all these okay, teams, nobody's Nate. given up. Nobody's given up a first rounder at that point because nobody knew who Dom, Tom Brady's name. I mean, who did he back up in Michigan? Which one of the two quarterbacks did he back up in Michigan? Penny, right? Like, he, he wasn't a barely name. beat him out there. He wasn't a name until 2001, and the only reason it was a name is because Drew Bledsoe got hurt and he was able to take off. So if that never happens, Tom Brady's never a name. He probably doesn't even, and I'm going to get this into my take, he probably doesn't even make the team as a backup quarterback after two or three years well, because backup quarterbacks never stay with one team for a long time. So uh, would he have been as successful without, without you know, uh, Belichick? Early in his career, yes, he did it with the Bucks later in his career when he was more established. But early in his career, would he have had that that coaching and that system and that defense to really help him win? Because let's be honest, that defense did a lot of the heavy lifting that first year. Um, and two, <laughs> and two, yeah, like and so so. I don't know. No, you're definitely not getting a first rounder for him at that point. No, I don't. I'm think not so. really sure how Jimmy G got got pulled so much. What was it, Eastern Illinois? Like, how did he pull so much draft capital at that? Yeah, point? played. I don't know. He played, I think, well, four or five games, right? When Brady was out, one of, the, or maybe his suspension was that. <laughs> we don't want to talk about. And such then what, Belichick? Brady. <laughs> but look, Belichick got known for molding Tom Brady at that point. And they're like, hey, he's doing it again with Jimmy G. This must be the the same tree, you know. He backed him up. He got him. He's taught him how to do it. Um, you know, and unfortunately, Jimmy G does not have the arm talent that Tom Brady has. But, I mean, you know, that's that's probably why they got so much for him. And we can discount system all we want, but just like Tyler's point said, is that Tom Brady was not Tom Brady when he got there. I mean, you know, there was flashes of it. And sure. People said that Bill you know, Belichick he had shown wasn't a lot. Bill Belichick either, though. I think that would be fair to say as well. They needed each other. Except My is they needed each that other. That Tom went to Tampa, and I think that's the really the. 
the deciding later factor. Later, right? much later, later, later after how many Super Bowls? Career. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And but he won. He went and won another one. Right. He went to a different system, a, a very different system. Now they ended up shaping it. I think by the time as the season went on, it looked a little more like some things going on in New England. But it was certainly more risky. I'll give you this. I'll give you the whole argument of who's more important, Brady or Belichick. I'll give you in the last two seasons what he's done in Tampa. And I mean, Mac Jones has done okay, you know, there. But New England hasn't been anything remotely close to a Super Bowl since then. So if you're going to make the argument which one was more important, at this point, probably Brady. But I don't know that he would be who he is without Belichick and I don't know that Belichick would be No, and I think my Brady. final thought would be well what would it take for a quarterback before take Brady out of the equation who then becomes the greatest and how do we measure that is that championships is that Super Bowl appearances is that MVPs and and how many of those those rings do you need to become the greatest or to be in the conversation and I think it's like 3 or 4 Super Bowl championships for a quarterback cuz we're talking about Montana um, Bradshaw, Aikman, surely Brady could would have gotten traded to another team and would be in that conversation around three or four Super Bowls. That's 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 half or less than half of what he currently has. Surely he can go with his talent, with his work ethic, with his everything that he brought to Tampa. Right? He's in the conversation again. The Bucks are certainly in the NFC as one of the favorites to get back to the Super Bowl, even with all the issues with injury and the age and retiring and not retiring. Brady is still there with the team talking about number eight, eight, eight. Surely he could have gone another organization and gotten a couple and would be in this conversation as the greatest of all time. I mean, I think when you talk about GOAT, I think numbers are obviously important. Super Bowls, passing yards, touchdown. Like, those are all important and those absolutely factor in. To me, though, a lot of it is completely subjective and an eye test. Like, who did you fear in the playoffs? Who, when they had the ball down, you know, down four with two minutes left, did you worry about coming down the field? And that's Tom Brady. I mean, maybe a little bit of... Not that I put him in the conversation, but recently I think Aaron Rodgers is, has had a lot of kind of fourth quarter comebacks, but he doesn't have the, the rem, remotely the playoff success. Yeah. So, but when you talk about playoffs down, need a win, need a field goal, whatever, like Tom Brady was the guy is, um, and obviously the, still is, but with the with that Patriot run, like he was especially like the guy. Peyton Manning had to get over the Tom Brady hump to get his ring and so uh so that for me that's kind of the goat so yes he is the goat and there's good reason for that i'm not sure he would have been but jason you wanted to jump in for for a long time i i didn't i wasn't tom brady is the goat i mean i I just i wouldn't i was a joe montana fan i still have you know pictures of joe montana throwing to jerry rice i mean that's my childhood that's who I held on to. I loved Joe Montana. And, uh, you know, longevity, though, has been on Brady's side. He has had a long career. He's kept himself healthy. He's had good offensive lines, or at least decent ones in most years. Decent wide receivers. No star wide receiver. Good defense. Um, you know, you, you, you know, Welker, I guess, is one of his better targets, you know. You, Some guy named Moss. He hasn't had – he didn't have like – a. Yeah, some guy Moss for one season, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, or two. Was it two? One and a half. One and a half. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he hasn't, he, he hasn't had that duo at wide receiver, like one of the great wide receivers. Like Some guy Joe named Montana had Gronk Jerry was Rice. pretty good that he had a career yeah. with. He was pretty good. Well, he did have one great tight end. In He's Gronk, a tight end. But not that, <laughs> yeah, not a wide receiver and not Jerry Rice level. He was not Jerry Rice level. He's like one of the Montana greatest had. at his position, like Rice is at his. Yeah. I mean, you you say that. I mean, he does. He doesn't have some of the numbers that some of the other tight ends had put up before him, like Tony Gonzalez, you know. But he he's in the conversation as goat. Yeah. I mean, oh, not goat, but as one of the best tight ends. I'm arguing against myself, is, so I'll let you keep talking. Number one wide Jason. receiver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number one wide wide receiver, and you know that's what actually ended up putting me over for Tom Brady and saying that he is the goat in the NFL is that he did it with a variety of personnel because Belichick was always changing out personnel and he stayed consistent no matter what. And then what happened? He went to Tampa and he went down there and got yet another ring. Although he did have Gronk to your case, yeah. Nate. He did he have a great, his safety blanket. Great team. That's what, well, he had great wide receivers in Tampa Bay with Evans and Godwin and others. Yeah, but I mean, they were misfits AJ too. Brown. I mean, he had to pull that team together. They went seven I mean, and nine the year before he was together. there. Absolutely. And they, along yeah. with the Browns, so I think, were the only teams not to make the playoffs in the 2000 and out the aughts, if you will, of the 2000s. The so, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, this is how you win. This is how we did it back here. And this is how we're going to do it here in Tampa. Yeah. And I think so he would have done me, that. That's when it, it, it came go. Yeah. And I just, I just think all of that, like, you learn that, you teach that. I think you mature um, as a person, as a football player. Yes, in a system that allows you to do that, but there's something within him. I know, like, how do we quantify that, right? We call that intangibles usually that would have transferred to other teams. And surely he would have gotten a couple, and we'd be saying, okay, is he but, with Manning? Is he, you know, with the Mannings, with Roethlisberger, with Elway, with Aikman, that he'd be in that conversation? Would Montana still be above him win wise? Maybe. Four's a lot, right? I mean, there's only one, there's only two folks that have done that outside of Brady. And so, I mean, NFL is an ultimate team sport. It, it requires both great offense and defense. I mean, it really does. There's, I mean, very few players make it. And it's, you know, you got to have good wide receivers to catch the ball or at least decent ones that can get their hands on it. Offensive line to keep you up because you can't throw off your back. And then you got to have a good defense to get you the ball back in the off fourth your back. quarter. Well, so you well can said. go win. <laughs> and, and so, you you know, in the fourth quarter, it comes down. That's you got to have a, a defensive stop. Right. Yes, that's what that's it called is. called a sack. All right. All right so clearly, <laughs> okay. so, clearly, you guys are totally on board with him still being the GOAT. So, Tyler, no. what do you think would have happened? No. If uh, Drew Brees, Drew Brees, Drew Bly, what Wrong do you think Drew. would have happened? If, <laughs> that's right. What do you think would have happened if Drew Bledsoe doesn't get injured? The skeptic. If Drew Bledsoe never got hurt, we never would have known who Tom Brady was. It's not that he didn't have the talent. It's that he never would have had the opportunity. It took him being in the right place with the right coach, the right defense, the right system, the right conditions at the right time for him to thrive. Yes, he later would go on to the box and win a Super Bowl without that team and that coach. But he was very well established. He had seen kind of everything at that point. So there's no argument on that point. I'm not saying the guy never had the talent. But in so many situations, whether it's sports or music, or business, how many guys don't get the opportunity 
just because they're in the wrong system, they play for the wrong coach. It's an interesting take because you could flip it around the other way. And I know we're talking about Brady rather than Belichick, but in the sense of like how many coaches don't have the right quarterback, don't have the right you know position or right GM, frankly. Well, um, Belichick thought thought uh, Bledsoe was going to be the right co- yeah. quarterback. Yeah. I mean, they paid him all that money just in that offseason before he got hurt because they they believed that he was the right guy and he got him you know got him close before and they saw signs that he was going to get him there again. So Drew Bledsoe was the hand-picked quarterback to be the future of that franchise. Months before he got hurt, he signed a record deal at the time. I think it was like a 10-year, 100-something million dollars. I mean, he he had been to the Super Bowl. He was only 29, and he signed this extension. It was 10-year, $103 million, um, which is kind of laughable when you look at contracts now. But... The first kind of opt-out point of that contract was after year four. So you're you're going at least four years with him. You know, he held every meaningful Patriots passing record. He'd been to the Pro, Pro Bowl multiple times. He had led his team to Super Bowl. Bob Kraft wanted him to be kind of lifetime Patriot. And so he was the hand-picked guy. Now, at that point, if it wasn't working out, they may have moved on. If that's what happened, it's not going to be Tom Brady that's there. Likely, he moved on. Do you know what the average length of an NFL quarterback's career is it's about four and a half years years. it's about four and a half years so he may still be in the league but the average career fighting for a starting job i bet yeah is that what you're saying you think you think that would be realistic or just a roster spot roster spot okay so so he was a six-round pick right the average career length of a six-rounder is less than two years two years so he's already in year two at this point if bledsoe doesn't get hurt and if he's around four more years best case scenario brady's shipped out or he just never catches on he's not traded for a first round pick like we said earlier he's not handed the starting job at another another franchise because he's a six round pick that has proven nothing you know he wasn't some stud in college either so my take is we never would have heard of him because he just never would have had the opportunity. He doesn't have the opportunity to win a Super Bowl. He doesn't have the opportunity to become the GOAT. And he's probably going to TV. And we're all sitting here wondering, how's a guy as smart and savvy and observant as Tom Brady ever become a career backup? Or just a TV guy. Maybe he goes on to be on The Bachelor, like Jesse Palmer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just think that he would have, I mean, you're making me think that he would have gotten cut or wouldn't have made the Patriots or would have moved on if they're, you know, thinking of him just as a backup. So your your argument is the nurture that he received in New England um, because of the opportunity, because of the injury is what made him or gave him the opportunity uh, to, to be the GOAT. And I think my argument would be it would lean much more heavily on the nature. Like Tom Brady is Tom Brady and maybe the system or the nurturing was able to pull out things obviously i think we could say and agree on in new england that maybe wouldn't have been quite the same somewhere else but because of his talent his drive his personality all those kind of intangibles his skill that it would have come out somewhere else and and he would have made a team somewhere else or been traded or what have you uh and it would have i mean i just i i think just looking we just talked about tua like that guy people have given up on that guy and yes we're only through two games but that guy looks night and day with the right offense 
and the right offensive coordinator. And maybe there's a, just a good chemistry with he and the coach. So, like, you look at what the right conditions can do for a quarterback. Two is a first-round pick. He's a top-five pick. He gets a lot more chances than a six-rounder does, especially if it's a different team, not the team that drafted you. So if you don't have those conditions early and now you're going under another team, you're not their guy and you're not going to get as many chances. So if he doesn't get that chance in New England that second year, he's just not going to get the opportunity elsewhere. That's my point. It's not that he doesn't have the nature. He doesn't have the talent. He doesn't have the drive. It's that... And, you, and we know this, like NFL coaches are this patient with quarterbacks for the most part. Their jobs are on the line. Yeah. They just always. Yeah, their jobs are on the line. And so they got to find someone quick. And well, and Tom Brady had a good preseason and they were already talking about him that year. A lot of fans were saying, hey, even the reporters were talking about, hey, look at this Tom Brady, you know, that was there. So there was tape out there of him being at least a decent quarterback to say that he may have not got traded, not had an opportunity to start. Maybe, but I, I tend to lend to the portion that somebody's going to take a chance on Tom Brady because he had put some stuff on film that people were talking about. Somebody would have gave up something and gave him a chance for it. You know, how good is he after that? Well, I mean, you know, we can't say it's all Belichick. Some of it had to be down to Tom Brady's work ethic. Have we talked about the training that he does, the strict diet, the workout regimen? The, the, hey, he's legendary in the film room. He's always studying, even when he's at home. You know, that's work ethic. That's something you can't teach. You either do it or you don't. Some people will not sit there and study film like he does. Yeah, we know the whole Kyle Murray incident this summer, right, with his contract. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, and he's willing to not only put it in in the film room, he's willing to put it in with his guys. Because, I mean, look, at who was the wide receiver that stayed with him? He even brought the wide receiver and had him stay with him and get him on a program to try to get him together. So he's great with his teammates. People love him. And he, you know, in addition to that, which he, works he didn't out, learn from Belichick. Let's just say he did not learn his people skills from Coach Belichick. Just saying. <laughs> Let's be real. Hey, people. Some people like Belichick. They say he's a completely different person away from the camera. Okay. Like in the locker room around we'll have to him. Take they take those people's word different. for it because everything that we see publicly says. I'm just saying he's quite prickly. I can't imagine him being his public persona being that way in the locker room and having too but many fans. Apparently, you know. Big Chris Berman fan, so we saw some personality there a couple of weeks ago. If you guys saw that video, woo, <laughs> Boomer, yes, Boomer. I did see that. Yeah. But, but to go to that point is that I don't think I think at some point uh, talent's going to shine through, and you know he'll find a way. I mean, I I won't say it was all Belichick, but I do think that he had some good traits about him too that would have lent himself well to whatever what is, team he went. What does that to. mean, so, though, Jason? I don't do you think, think he he's just a starting quarterback? keeps a job, he's a career backup, he makes a couple all-pro teams. What, what are you thinking? If Bledsoe never got hurt and they traded him, uh, you know, he probably would have started somewhere. I think that, you know, even still with his talent, he could have probably at least gotten to a Super Bowl somewhere with one team. And I know that's going on the limb and a big what if, but I really do believe it. I mean, he has that work ethic. He has shown it. And that accounts for a lot at the QB position preparation as as Peyton Man would say is king at the QB position knowing who you're facing and what to expect before you even get to the line of scrimmage on game day is a huge part of the QB and some people have it some people don't 
Oh, yeah. I mean, he definitely has the it factor. I mean, there's no question about that. I mean, it's interesting. I went and looked back. So Jimmy G was traded in, I think, 2017, I think. 17? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So this was would have been 2000, let's say the following season, 2002, 2003, maybe, that you would have traded Brady. So you're probably not getting those type of picks. It, it's amazing. Like, quarterbacks have always been important. And people have always been looking for for the next big quarterback, but at that time, Nathan, as a Bucks fan, like that's right when was it Trent Dilfer won yeah. the championship yeah, no, with, with, with the Bucks, Baltimore, or Baltimore. So, or, so it was Brad Brad Johnson, yeah. Brad Johnson with the Bucks, yeah. yeah. So, um, so were quarterbacks would they have fetched that type of? draft picks at I that feel like time. that's an argument would. in favor of Tom Brady saying like come on like Trent Dilfer Brad Johnson Super Bowl winning quarterbacks Eli Manning two-time winning quarterbacks? it's very different it is very different time then I mean we talked about this would Nick Saban have been more successful you know if he had coached in the late 90s early 2000s with with that type of defense yeah but those system quarterbacks which I know that folks that's offensive to some people right um but they they won it in that era of when we're talking about Brady being a backup or trying to find another team. Um, you know yeah. what is that? O two the Ravens would have been. Gosh, I'm I'm throwing this out there. O six somewhere around there when they won their first championship. Um, now those were two amazing defenses. Yeah, right. Yeah. Two Ed Reed. Uh, amazing, <laughs> amazing defenses. But that goes back to your point about needing the team, the rest of the team, to support yep. you. But like. Because of everything else we've said about Brady and who he is, it, I, mean, I just think that he would have found that. Like he would have, I don't know if he got lucky. He would have gotten lucky necessarily, but the the what he brings to the table, if you have enough to bring enough folks with you um, on the team, that he would have been successful, right? We have. Yeah, I think we see an example of that with Matthew. We can say we see an example of that with Matthew Stafford, right? Like, how how good or bad, you know, depending on your perspective, was Detroit with him and his talent, and he goes to a team that has, you know, it's a quarterback away with the Rams and wins uh, the first year that he's there. Now, I think we're, we're you know, Russell Wilson and Denver is going to be an interesting uh, experiment. We get to watch that play out. Uh, as they again, kick 64 yard field goals at the end of the game yeah at sea level not at mile <laughs> high oops <laughs> and waste timeouts and don't have people Ooh, back to receive oh man. man but i they, all that, that to say like i do think that there's a nurture and absolutely i don't think anybody would argue that, that it's nature and nurture i think it's different what matters more to face first based on the situation and the person but there's an argument to say like if he could have, if he somebody had given him that chance, right, uh, and he goes and he he is Tom Brady, learning how to to be a starting quarterback with every all those intangibles. If he's in that system on another place, I think we have the proof that there are other quarterbacks that we would not expect to win or even get to a Super Bowl uh, that that have and did. Why not Tom Brady? Uh, I think Tom Brady he had enough talent that no matter what, realistically. He could have at least taken a, a team to a Super Bowl. And personally, I still think Tom Brady has shown me enough that I believe that if he got an opportunity in another team, he could have at least won one Super Bowl, maybe another two. But as far as being GOAT, I don't think he would have ended up as in the conversation like he is now. 
So we're all in agreement that he probably not – I mean, he's definitely not winning probably seven if he's not winning that first one as a starting quarterback. I mean, yes. if Bledsoe could have won with that team, yes, he gets a ring as a backup, but we're not going to count that towards his record here. Um, so the question is, could he have gotten to three or four and been in that group like Nathan was talking about, the Aikmans, the Montanas, the, the Bradshaws? Um, I lean on the no, obviously. I think Nathan leans on the yes. Absolutely. Jason, be our tiebreaker. Three or four or less? Uh, less. I okay. think it's somewhere in between nothing and maybe, like I said, one or two maybe. He could, I could see him possibly if everything went well. He could have got it. One or two Super Bowls possibly. Thanks for joining us today. You can follow us at Replay the Down on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Share it with your friends. Let us know your thoughts. They may end up on our next episode. What if Drew Bledsoe never got hurt? That's our show. I'm Tyler. I'm Nathan. I'm looking to be in the TB12 fan club. Tom, hit me up. (laughs) Join us for our next episode as we replay the down.